Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about fruits, Jeffrey Archer and karaoke with Patrick Luan. Welcome to The Kindness Project. Dad, do you want to do your intro? No, I was waiting for you to do your intro, that's why I stopped and started again. <laughs> I know, but I love throwing a girl, I'm joined by a girl who'd rather climb up a mountain than sit in a pool of sweaty people. It's Charlotte Dames. Uh, I'm joined by a man who can't eat unpeeled fruits because it's for peasants. It's Chris Dane. What? I've never said I'm not eating unpeeled fruits. Yes, you did right. last weekend. Here, here is... <laughs> right, here's my rule about fruit, right? Here's my rule about fruit. And I think it's... A... Oh, no! And we are joined by one of the kindest people I know, Mr. Patrick Luong. Hello, Patrick. How are you? Really well. Thank you for both having me. No, well, you're more than welcome. So, right, here's... Tell me about the fruits. Fruits. Let's talk, about, let's talk about fruits initially, right? Satsuma society, isn't there? Yeah, we have got, we have got a Satsuma society, but Satsuma sits in the good fruit camp. And the reason Satsuma sits in the good fruit camp is because it's not an awkward fruit, right? Good fruits include apples, really easy to eat, bananas, peer lemon you're done, you've just been that, satsumas, bad fruits, kiwi. <gasps> Kiwis are a pain. No! And they're just pain. They're right, right. Tell okay, what's so difficult about chop it in half and scoop it out with a spoon? What is so difficult about it's, that? It's not easy enough. More controversially, you can actually eat the skin as well. It's a, it's a different habit. Have, would you, have you ever tried, have you ever bit into a kiwi? Yeah. Yeah. I think you get your day's vitamin C allowance in one kiwi as well. That's what I'm missing. If I knew bite I could bite into a kiwi, into a kiwi I, I would have been all right. I have a friend who likes to bite into oranges just to annoy me. See, oh, it's a bit different. See, <laughs> see, a big orange, potentially, I mean, you can eat the peel with an orange, but would you want to? Do you know what I mean? Gristle yeah, and yeah, and and you know you know when you you know when you like open a big orange, I, it just I enjoy explodes. peeling it. Yeah, oh, just like there's the juice bit. everywhere. That's the best bit. That 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 <laughs> the best bit. <laughs> yeah. Just get a juice all over yourself. Yes. Um, the oil in the pith is really nice. And you cut into one and it just releases. Oh yeah, and you can smell it for hours. Oh. Yeah. So so I my rule for fruits is. If it's awkward, too awkward, it goes on. So, like uh, chopped mango, mango I like the taste of. Just, it's a pain though, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? What's so difficult about chopping it in half and giving it some slices in multiple uh, directions? Yeah, I, my, you just pop it and you make a porcupine. My <laughs> porcupine. Is that what you do? You pop a mango and make a porcupine. How do you turn a mango inside out? Basically, you cut it in half. Yeah. And then you just slice it in both directions, and you pop the back up. Right. Because, you know, because it's sliced now, it kind of just bends more easily. Well, and then all the bits pop out, or you cut round the skin. You just thing. cut round, or you can just eat off the skin. Mum makes... What are you, a savage? <laughs> eat off the skin? <laughs> Mum makes them for me all the time whenever she gets mangoes. Okay, They're so, nice. so what, what, what are good fruits and bad fruits on your list? All the fruits, blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> Blueberries, see I like a blueberry. Blueberry is sitting on my good fruits right. list. What's your problem with blueberries? <laughs> yeah, well you got against blueberries. What have blueberries ever done it for you? It is an age-old vendetta I have against blueberries. <laughs> vendetta. And I will just... Oh, yeah. what, what, what is it about uh, blueberries you don't like? Do you remember we had that old blueberry bush 
in the garden. Oh, yes. Yeah. This is my age-old vendetta against oh, blueberries. Oh, right. So this story is amazing. Charlotte, we had, a, we had a bush in her garden, right? And Charlotte went um, to pick some blueberries from this blueberry bush, fed it to every child in the street. Um, and then we, the next day, when uh, about 10 of the kids were in A&E, we realised it wasn't a blueberry. It was Deadly Nightshade. Well, there were blueberries um, the year before, and then Deadly Nightshade had grown among them. So it was like a 50-50 chance. That's your exclude. It was like 75 to 25 you're going to get Deadly Nightshade. Deadly Nightshade being more likely. Okay, okay. It was 50-50 two minutes ago. Do you want to change it once again, or what? No, no, 75-25. Yeah. Okay, so blueberries are off the list because yeah. of your Deadly Nightshade experience. Yeah. I'm sure the ones they sell in the yeah, Tesco's aren't nice. Deadly Nightshade, though. I'm just... You're just edging your bets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So have you ever have you ever driven an entire street? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that person just had some slight optical damage. But, but, literally, <laughs> but, no, but literally, Deadly Nightshade it's is poisonous, yeah, yeah, but it's also a little bit... Um, hallucinogenic so I got a call from Cass uh, who said to me you need to get down to the hospital now and there were kids having the munchies coming down from a deadly nightshade they gave us biscuits yeah <laughs> which was yeah not a good not a good day. So I, so I, 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 I understand why you. Uh, I just kind of tend to avoid blueberries now. Just yeah. like seeing them gives me a bit of a. Yeah, yeah. That's a great story. Yeah. So um, nobody was harmed in the film of this. No, 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 no. Everybody was good. Everybody was well, good. Well, eventually. Yeah, everybody was good. Amazing. And and and. Yeah, and actually. People then wanted to buy some deadly nightshade. <laughs> no, they didn't. No, 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 I'm joking. The, I'm we joking. We cut the whole thing down, blueberries yeah. and everything. Yeah, Charlotte sold it in different streets. I mean, you, you don't, you, you don't. You can't do it sell the same drug there. to the same street twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's on your good fruit and bad fruit list, Patrick? I'm pretty good with fruit, actually. I think mango is a toughie. It tastes so good, but it's a hassle of. It's a pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pineapple is a tricky one to prepare as well. I think my, my thing Do with fruit... Do beans count as fruit or vegetable? Do what count as like fruit or vegetable? green beans. Green beans? Mm-hmm. Definitely a vegetable. A vegetable. Or okay. Then, and my favourite vegetable is like... Yeah. But that's because it's simple to eat, isn't it? Just pop it in, it's done. You eat, you eat green beans raw, oh, don't you? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. a specific two brands. Yeah. The, the sugar snaps and the mange toot. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> munch toot. <laughs> who put, who put, oh, did, oh, did I tell you what I did the other day? What? I, I, um, I mispronounced something. Um, uh, you know how quinoa is, is um, written? I called it something, I called it, I can't remember. Quinoa. I called it quinoa. And Cassie looked, mummy looked at me and just went, you mean quinoa? I was like, that's what I meant. I was just testing you, wasn't I? I'm just trying to pretend. It's one of those life journeys, isn't it? It is. It is. I'm, I'm just so not. Like, what 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 food do you often mispronounce? Do you ever get food that you? No. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, so. Unless I'm, I've been saying mange too wrong, but I'm always saying it the way that it's spelt. I but thought with it was the mange, French. Mange too, like sort of without no. You might be right. 
Um, and what is on your bad food list? What, li- what, what? And this isn't even a question of the podcast yet. We can, we'll get around to that. I got that. some juicy ones for questions of the podcast. Okay, what's on your bad food list? Me, probably hot stuff, kind of mustard and horseradish. A little bit if it's diluted in a sauce. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anything too hot, you're not a, you're not a great lover of. Not of that up. So, yeah. yeah, a little bit of chilli, but it's the, the same family of the mustard, yeah. English mustard. Yeah. I like yeah. a mustard. I love them. More of a mayonnaise person. Yeah, so just something a little more. Yeah, I too much loving it a minute. A yogurt, just like a yogurt to dip, a yogurt and some fruit salad. I didn't choose straight from the packet. You're not the only one. <laughs> that's not to be proud of. Why are you? Why are you? Oh, oh yeah, I, I eat I eat fruit beans and cheese straight from the packet. I don't even cook it. You know what I do? I don't I, I don't even get it out the packet. I just eat the packet as well. <laughs> <laughs> right, so where can... Would you like to tell everybody where uh, they can get yes. in touch uh, with us? So we have this magical thing called Twitter. I don't know if you've heard about it. I mean, It's, it's all right. It's celebrated a birthday, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Is it? 12 years. Is Twitter been around for 12 years? I think so. How long have you been on Twitter, Joe? Since I was like, oh, God. I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a while. So, yeah, where, where can we find us oh, on Twitter? Oh, yeah, we have Twitter. Um, and we're at Ola Kindness. Um, and on Facebook, you know, there's a magical search bar thingy. And you just go in there and you put the Kindness Project or Ola Kindness. I don't quite remember which one it is. So you how, about, how about you try some 17th happiest podcast in the world? It's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. I mean, I don't know how arbitrary the survey Next is, year, but I'm We'll aim for 10th. I'm bad for the 16th, to be honest. I'm not that ambitious. As long as I'm still having a good time. Um, um, we have a website, which yeah. is like revolutionary. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um, and we're at www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. Amazing. And then if you just put forward slash merch, we've got some good items there. Oh! <laughs> I what a way to shoot all the merch in there, Charlotte. That, I didn't nice see that coming. So what beer merch would you would Ooh, you recommend uh, people get? Phone case? Or maybe a nice polo? I, genuinely, I might order myself a Kindness Project polo. You've already got a t-shirt. I've got a t-shirt, but I've, I might order myself a polo. I wonder if I could design some stickers. Could do. Sign some stickers. I'm surprised you're not wearing all the merch now. Actually, I, just, I came straight from school. So. Yeah, yeah. So we we, so. we we don't wear the merch every day, Patrick. We're not the we're not yeah. just Superman. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should do. We should be always wearing the merch. Yeah, not I'm in su- this weather, I am. I'm, I'm I'm surprised you're not wearing wearing, wearing the merch. I am. Yeah. <laughs> you just like rip open your shirt and you've got it. Wonder clock. We could get we could get tattoos. That's tough. No, problem. no, we're definitely not doing that. So. Um, what else have I missed? Did I miss? Oh, email. There we go. Uh, Ola at thekindnessproject.co.uk. Yeah. I like the way you had a Deaver's clip there. Yeah, very good. Very good. So, would we like to know what today's question of the podcast is? Go on then. Okay. What's the most embarrassing thing you've done in front of a crowd? So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share my story. Um... Is it going to be the one about how you lost your friend when you guys were doing the, the, the thing, the dance, the, the walking around in circles dance? 
what the um, dozy do. That's the name of it. I'm I'm proud of a dozy do. I know I'm never embarrassed of a dozy do. <laughs> you lost your friend. <laughs> I, I, it was a big dozy do. It was like high Park. Um, like just, I, 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 I don't think you'd ever be embarrassed of dozy do. You know, I think dozy do is an, an amazing dance. Okay, so what is your? <laughs> but it did, story it then? did, it did remind me of a story that happened a few weeks ago when we were away in Blackpool. Yeah. When I was doing the floss. Um, and um, got accused of being the worst dad dancer ever. Um, but that wasn't the worst story. So my worst story is last year, uh, uh, I, of the business, sponsored the Haverhill Literary Festival. Mm. I've told you the story, haven't I? Have you heard oh. the story, Patrick? Right, so we sponsor a literary festival every year. Mm. And as part of the gig, right, um, they said to me, look, you can sponsor, but we'd like you to volunteer as well. And I was like, yeah, cool, happy to do that. What, what do you need me to do? Because um, I like books, I like reading, I like sort of getting involved in that sort of stuff. I mean, what we want you to do is introduce some of the authors. Oh, so it's like, that'd be good, who you got? So it was Mark Billingham, um, who's a crime author. Bobby Seagull, who's the University Challenge guy, who was amazing, wasn't he? It was good, you weren't overly impressed? I no. fell asleep. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I dozed out. I didn't fall asleep. Um, but the headline act was Geoffrey Archer. So um, in a um, library down the road, um, I think Romford Library, yeah. 200 people, I'm, I'm introducing Geoffrey Archer. So I've got his bio from the from the um, from the introduction. Let me say from Wikipedia. No, from from the actual brochure that okay. they sent out to everyone. So I've got his bio, and it mentions the fact that he had a dalliance with uh, prison for a little while. Yeah. So I, I've, I've written my bio out and um, sent it to the organisers of the. Um, Festival because I thought I'd better check and make sure it's all okay. Emailed back and said it was absolutely fine. Stood up in front of 200 people and mentioned his um, experience in prison. And uh, he'd explicitly told the organisers not to mention his time inside. So he stood up and um, said, thank you, Chris. That was the worst introduction I've ever had in my life. Um, and I was morti- I was like, Patrick, I was mortified. I was like, 200 people, I've tried to do my best. I've, I've think, I think I've done enough due diligence to make sure I've got to a point where I was going to be okay when I got there. And, but now I'm fuming. I'm angry at him. I'm like, so, so anyway, he did his bit. And I had, to, um, I had to then give him, I didn't really feel like it, but I had to give him like, a bottle of wine and like, a card to say thank you for coming. And I said, can I say a personal thanks? Because I can now tick off being insulted by Jeffrey Archer off my bucket list. So I sort of stole it out. Ooh. But, but, but the audience thought it was... Being you, know, you know what, to, to be honest, right, he was a really good orator, mm. he was a really good storyteller, he, he was a really good presenter, um, and uh, I just didn't get the memo, do you know what I mean, nobody told me, told, told me what to do it, and when I said that at the end, he actually went on and did another 25 minutes, so I was, like, I, was, I, was, I was relaxed by the end, but I don't think I've ever been so embarrassed in all my life, particularly because... I'd made the effort, yeah. do you know what I mean? But um, how about you? Of course. 
few times, different sizes of groups. I mean, a few spring to mind have been booed off stage <laughs> up from a karaoke when oh, you know, my yeah. college maybe thought we'd have a go at offspring to like a white guy. Okay, okay. It's a great song to listen to, but it's very hard to sing. I'd imagine, I'd imagine. That was not good. Um, I thought we were on a daily basis, so... Yeah, but but is that in front of an audience, though? Or do you wait for a crowd to congregate uh, before you fall over? No, it just kind of happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I stumble my way through life and... Yeah, so I, I get into a lot of embarrassment. Uh, okay, what's the first one that comes to mind? Um, the other day, I got dizzy and fell face first into a school desk right with a class full of students would you sit at the school desk no i had just got up to leave the room (laughs) and everyone else was getting up to leave and i got dizzy as i turned around to put my bag on i fell face first into the desk that's because your bag weighs about 10 ton Uh, because you've got too many books my eyes just went like i couldn't are you right yeah it's just the heat yeah it was yeah it's just the heat it happens all the time um, <laughs> you might want to get that checked out. I did, I did. I got these for it. Oh, right. uh, I got my glasses for it. Uh, uh, still happens. But um, I fell face first into the desk and that exploded I... laughter. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's not good, that is it? It feels more accidental. Yeah. It feels more like a, yeah. 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 a dizzy. Have you, have you ever said something? Done something, yeah. yeah. Have you ever said something you regret? Yeah. Okay. You've got years ahead of you. I'll tell you what, trust me. <laughs> by the time you get to my age, you, you'll have loads. You will have absolutely loads. Oh, there was one with a one-person audience, but that was really mortifying. Was I was in college, and you have, you know, you've got your desktop towers, and you've got your monitors, and you've got your keyboard. Yeah. I saw the blue screen of death, which is a thing, you know, when you just, your computer freezes. Yeah. So I'm going to go and press reset on the tower button. And I just went and pressed it, and my screen stayed blue. And, and you pressed somebody else's. <laughs> Uh, to a friend of mine once, um, because like uh, the, the computers, if they take. Was he halfway through that big, like, the, uh, it was in his pretty work? It'd be about 10 minutes, I had no chance I went to science. Too late, yeah. Oh, that is a. Your screen's still blue. Yeah. Why is that not switched off? That happens at school because, like, um, if the computers don't load properly, you're supposed to switch them off and switch them back on. But I have a friend, and because the plug sockets are school, they're all mixed up and confusing, and then they're all the wrong order, and you've got a computer <laughs> That's there. Like a dead track. <laughs> yeah. You've got a computer yeah. there and a plug there. Yeah, and a there's, there and a, there's, a, there's a plug socket and 27 plugs in, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, so, so she just turns off the one in front of her, and two computers down. So I was like, what's happening? Oh, same thing. Can I, can I just, before we let our listeners get on with the show, can I just share one karaoke story? Because I don't think we shared it on the podcast yet. Um, and we need to. Right, my dad is um, <laughs> 70 now, right? So um, we, every, every, now, and, every now and again, he comes over, a bit of Sunday dinner, we'll have a bit of wine, a bit of dinner, a few board games. It was quite civilised, actually, wasn't it? It started off quite civilised. So we started with, we started with Trivial Pursuit, and then... Um, we ended them out with Firestarter. And then, and then, and then the... <laughs> <laughs> And then the kids wow. decided to get the karaoke out, right? So I, I did a, I did a Frank Sinatra deep mind. As right? usual. As, as usual. Um, I'm surprised it wasn't Rag and Bone. And oh, I love a bit of Rag and Bone, man. Yeah, it's human. That's, that's a great track. Um, I'm loving a bit of Dizzy Rascal at the minute, though. You, I don't know one with Ed Sheeran. 
Do you know Ed Sheeran's got that yeah. collaborations album? It's a really good album. Um, Dizzy Wands, the guy's done innovation, actually. Yeah. So, so, but then I'd, I'd said to my dad... Um, Pick uh, a song. The, I said, you've got to give it a go. He went, oh, I'm not doing karaoke. I went, all right, theoretically, if you did, what would you do? And as a joke, he said, Firestarter. No, no, that was Uncle Russell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Granddad said something about, it was like tribal music or something. Oh, yeah. And he started doing, and we put it on, and he just started chanting away with it. Well, it you know awful. what? My dad has got a weird taste in music, because he, he likes, do you remember that Gregorian chanting that was popular at one point? Have you never heard, like, Gregorian monks chant? You'll have to give us a... Uh, you know, genuinely, <laughs> I, 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 no, I, no. <laughs> I, I, to all our Gregorian Monk listeners, I wouldn't want to insult you. Um, uh, there's one guy at home going, thank you, Chris, I appreciate that, <laughs> as a Gregorian but Monk. But it was interesting. Yeah, it was, it was a good rendition. But at, at the end, so Cassie's filming this... 70-year-old man doing a version of Firestarter. No, My it was Uncle Ross doing Firestarter. No. No, it was Uncle Ross doing Firestarter. It, it wasn't Uncle Ross, it was, it was Granddad. No, Granddad spent 20 minutes doing Gregorian chanting. And then <laughs> Uncle Russell did Firestarter again, and you and Mum started singing along. No. No, because I've got the video of it. Right. I watch it sometimes for a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how many wines I've had, but I, I distinctly remember Grandad doing Firestarter no, as well. You got involved when you guys started oh, getting okay. involved. So he, so, so he started singing Firestarter, and at one point, because he's bald, he put his hair up <laughs> on the sides to really get that key flint look. And I know it was Grandad because at the end, Mum filmed it, and at the end. Um, oh no, because Russell recommended the song, started it, and then never finished it, and Grandad has to keep going. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, so there we go. And at the end. Um, uh, my dad said, Cass, please don't put that on Facebook. Please don't put that anywhere. Share with the world! Don't, don't share, share that with the world. And she's got, no, I won't. I, like, I promise. Like, I know it's, you know, I, I know like we're here and we're, we're doing it. He went, yeah, just send it to me on WhatsApp so I can share it. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, Amy, you're embarrassed of it, are you not? But yeah, it was, uh, so he, he now selectively shares it with certain people. Oh, karaoke nights are always fun. Yeah, it's always, always yeah, good. I'm, What's your karaoke song? Ooh, that's a toughie. Depends on the book, doesn't it? Um, I could take that, actually. Okay. Classic, no? Good. good, good. Right, so, listeners, what we'd like to know is the most embarrassing thing you've done in front of a crowd. Um, Keep it relatively clean, but um, do what you want. Um, and <laughs> we'll, 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 should we get on with the show? Yeah. So, I'm really excited because Patrick, who's a previous guest of the show, has come along to guest host. Um, I might chuck him off though, Charlotte, because he likes all fruit and <laughs> included awkward fruit. But as he's a good guy, we'll let him stay on. And, and, you're and, lucky, mate, you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, just tell us a little bit about what you're up to now, because your episode only went out about seven or eight weeks ago, um, and it's all changed for you. What are you up to now? Yeah, I'm mean, still on the same vein. I've still got this kind of portfolio of of charities that I'm doing. So I'm working for one charity now and I'm volunteering for four charities. Okay. 
So what, what's your main role? What, what main so the main change, from when we last spoke, I was working with Pompeii yeah. in the water to Malawi, and that's fantastic work. But then since then, I've moved on to more local cause, helping people in London who are okay. facing homelessness, and I've just joined a large team. And it's been bothering me for a while. I've been seeing sort of the rust sleepers and also reading the news. And yeah, it's just to be clear out there that rough sleepers isn't all of homelessness. It's actually beyond that as well. Mm. And the particular... Are you talking about people who sofa surf and... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And also, it's very normal reasons why people might be homeless if you've left hospital or left um, prison or left care. It's moving on from transition if you've left it, the relationship's broken down. So it's actually a lot more common than you think. Mm. But it feels very unsatisfactory that you were living in one of these countries you've got so much... Great. Um, homelessness and especially in London where there's so much wealth as well yeah. and you're where the charity I've joined, the Glassdoor Homeless Charity, we're based in Kingsington and Chelsea. Okay. It's, there's a really big gap mm. yeah. between affluence, yeah. And so what does the charity do about it? How does the charity help? It's really impressive what we do. So we are the London's and we think the UK's largest network of open access emergency shelters in the winter. So right now we're sat in glorious sunshine, so it's hard to, um, to sort of picture it. But obviously in the winter, we need to take people off the streets. Yeah. So for 22 weeks from November to April, they've got the largest network. And what I mean by that is open access, so we don't have any criteria about different... Anybody can start. Anyone yeah. from whatever age, but guess from 18 to 80. Of last year we had 83 nationalities, okay. male or female, or those who don't identify either. Yeah. And I think that really it's about helping those who've got nowhere else to go, so they don't fit the criteria of another. Uh, how, many, how many people do you, do you look after? It's a good question. So again, because I said that the largest one, what we've got is great collaborations and partnerships with local churches in the in boroughs so yeah big spaces yeah so it means in a particular night we can host 35 people okay night, and we've got four different boroughs and so well this is the interesting thing how much unused space in particularly in london is there that, that could potentially be used like local authority space there must be places that could be caretaken by people who need a home. I mean, why don't we look at solutions like that more more closely? It's about it's about the collaborations and people to identify and you know, bring them together. I think, isn't it? And then yeah. It's about uh, also helping to take the risk off it. I think people get maybe uncertain yeah. about who they're letting in. When when you, when you look at because I know that uh, and again I, I, I do this quite a lot. Lot I look to. Um, Scandinavia for, for a lot of the social solutions and, and they they've really tackled homelessness in a quite a major way to say that we're not gonna you know we, we want to eradicate homelessness by just homing people do you think do, why, why don't you think solutions like that don't catch up catch on as well in the UK that's complex a good question it's very complex I think it's about because Scandinavia can always look at the thing they're trying not in terms of yeah. their education system mm. and I, I suspect they've got great solutions for healthcare and probably um, criminal justice system I'm sure they've got wonderful yeah. solutions but and probably not perfect right but, but yeah. certainly no, things we can learn no but they've got a much yeah. smaller population yeah yeah and less diverse population mm. as well so there's a lot more entrenched baggage I think with mm. with with the UK and it's different mm. It's just different projects and different priorities, I think. Yeah, yeah. What would you, what would, what do you think about homelessness? What would you change? 
I think it's it's kind of weird that we don't people don't usually notice them unless they actively are aware that they're going to be there. Yeah. Like in a weird sense, like people aren't looking for them because they don't want to see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Because um, like, if you don't, it's kind of like a mental block. Like, they can't... You're not out of sight. You know what? If, we... That's so true. If I can't see them, then I don't have to do anything to help them. I don't have to invest anything. It's kind of like they kind of push it aside because it doesn't affect them personally. Mm. But I think people should be more active in it because it could be anyone they know, it could happen to anyone. Well, I think, I think, I think it's, it's really interesting because I think I've been guilty of that. I've definitely been guilty of that. Um, and do you remember that day when we took all those, so we had a day, I think it was a while ago now, wasn't it? Was it last year? Yeah. Where we just spent a day Cassie, uh, Charlotte, and I made 25 pack lunches. Just, uh, I think, they, I think the entire pack lunch, sandwich, crisps, and a drink was like one pound fifty each. You know, it wasn't it we didn't spend that. It was that like fifty p. Yeah, yeah. So li- literally, we got these packs, and we got off at Westminster Station, mm. and just walked and handed them out. Walked and handed them out. We walked down to James's Park. And yeah. Stuff like that. Do you remember walking past Buckingham Palace and finding it really unusual that they had two of their own Royal Mail fans? But I, 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 do you remember that? And then we played the game where we kept changing the words. Yeah, the pun game, yeah. But I think I think it's interesting because when you... And again, it's one of, one of those things where if you, if you bought a car of a particular make, you'd find that you'd see that car everywhere. But as soon as you start looking, you realise how many homeless people on the streets are London. But that's rough sleepers, which is this. Yeah, rough, yeah, rough, rough, rough sleepers. Yeah. Charlotte's saying is that you probably won't know how many people that affect Yeah. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how do you... So, so rough, rough sleepers is one component part of homelessness. Um, yeah, I think that's the emergency. That's kind of the... And, and the way we support guessing is about the rough sleeping in the, in the winter circuit, mm. in the winter time. But then it's about... Personalised casework then about yeah. what's helping to understand what people's needs are. Yeah. Similar to a financial plan actually. Yeah, yeah. About it, about what do you, what do they need? What do you need? How, how much of that is psychological? In, Those, well, in terms of the support they need being well, emotional. A lot. I mean, there's a lot of. It's complex. It's multiple factors of how they've gone into that situation. Yeah. I think it's understanding, and there's people on different level of need as well so they might have just become homeless and yeah. they can be caught quite quickly others we've got guests who've been homeless for, for sleeping for over 20 years so okay. and it depends on what their needs are so some are very proactive and understand that they need an id replacing or they need a bank account yeah others probably need a bit more of a of a plan and it might be mental health mm. support, it might be going into homes and it's about understanding what each person needs. And Patrick, yeah. what's the ultimate aim of helping these people? Is it to get them housed permanently, that's, yeah, back that's on track? Ultimately. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. part of it. I think you asked a good question earlier which I'll come back to. But yeah, I think it's about helping them 
be part of society again. Yeah. Okay. I think there's a first to get them off the streets, cuts and safe, and then helping them lead meaningful lives, I think, really. So it can be housing as well. Yeah. It can be unpicking what's holding them back from that next step as well. So. Oh. What, um, what made you pick this in particular? It's a good question. I think it's because it's still front of mind and it bothers me that we've not done enough about it. But also very optimistic about finding a, a solution. Yeah. And really open. I think the value is to the being open access, but this is very scalable. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 are churches and sort of these groups open to? I imagine they're open to a conversation about helping, right? Yeah, I think they've yeah. jumped onto that. The ethos of, of churches that they're very open to. Sense of yeah. Welcoming people in. Yeah. And it's sort of the Christian ethos, even though we don't discriminate against against faith. Yeah. Or, yeah. But I think it's good to get smart collaboration. What it also means then we have a wonderful network of volunteers as well. So we yeah. volunteers for like, run a really small charity yeah. down in Iceland. It's interesting. We I interviewed a lady called Kim Merry. She runs a charity called um, Hope for Havering, so she's a local charity, similar sort of outfit. You know, run. She she's just opened some permanent homes in Havering actually for for for, for Havering uh, homeless. Um, but that came out of her work with the church and supporting people to to to, to do that. So I think there's amazing work going on. Part of the challenge for her was getting the, the police saw that there was a homeless issue, but the local authorities were less inclined to admit that had a, a sort of a problem. Um, pun- yeah, so, so their, their perception was um, a lot of the homeless problem in this area, and it's not big compared to, to other parts of London, certainly, was um, professional beggars. So, so I, I think that such a broad coverall term for a more nuanced issue um, but um, uh, and you know I'm not particularly cynical but I sometimes you don't expect any better from politicians um, who want to get elected anyway that was way too political um, so you've got a magic wand how would you what action would you take to help London's homeless? do whatever you want you could involve anybody and they'd immediately say yes you've got this sort of magic wand that got everything sorted what would you do it's kind of a two-stage one which is kind of cheating with the sort of two-stage magic wand i think one is getting people off the streets because it's not safe out there and so how is that yeah or, yeah and it can be supported accommodation first yeah it's yeah, yeah, I'll tell you that. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, yeah. need a lot of support. Yeah. yeah. So it needs. To, it can't be. Here's a flat. It's got to be. Here's the emotional support you need, as well as a. a that, is, that is being trialled. So there's different ways of supporting people beyond. One is called housing first, and that's a very specific scheme to say, okay, let's put you in a house, and then we'll fix everything after. Yeah. But so in terms of implementation. But then, but then do people, yeah... They're not used to living... Uh, yeah, in, in independently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The distrustful of different services. Yeah. Yeah, it can be quite quite challenging, that transition. I think we take them for granted that we just yeah. know what it's like. Yeah, yeah. 
and then it'd be about pushing up the agenda and say actually this is the, the, the need to bring everyone together whether it's communities and business and individuals and governments yeah. as well. Because you, you know, I don't think there's many people who don't want to solve the problem, exactly. right? You know, it's and it's also everyone benefits because it's, it's um, you know, reduces strains on yeah. health services. Yeah. Um, you know, the, yeah. the rates of any attendance are much higher. Yeah. And certainly that when you look at the experiments that they've had in sort of Denmark, um, and again, different country, different population, um, and potentially less of a challenge, you've got a position where they're now, um, that the individuals who were once excluded from society and they're active contributors to it. And you want that, don't you? You want people actively involved. Amazing stuff, amazing stuff. So you've got that going on. I know you've always got a million other things yeah, going on. So what else? Are you still actively involved in good gym or yeah, are you? So I did yeah, quite a lot. I just passed a milestone recently. I've got my five hundred T shirts Amazing. Times with them. Amazing. The last four years, so that's been really good. There's loads of stories. Yeah, each of those five hundred good deeds as we call them is yeah. Somebody helped, right? A community helped, a person helped and it's yeah. remarkable just what you can do with anything from five to 20 minutes in a person's home to mm. hours in a community. Yeah. So, can you explain to Charlotte what Good Gym is? Because I'm not sure whether you know no, it. No, not Yeah, so it's good. So we're a community of runners who get fit whilst doing good, actually. So rather than running on a treadmill and paying for the privilege to run to nowhere, you can actually run to something that needs to be done. So I run to a friend, an old lady called Cerelia in Islington, I've been seeing for four years. And rather than just run a treadmill, I can run to her. Yeah. And as well, so rather than lifting kettlebells or dumbbells that don't need moving, let's shift some compost or some soil for a community project. Mm. And that's the idea, is that let's put our energy into... Physical energy to use. Into yeah. Into people that need it. Because a lot of people, a lot of community projects are, you know, have their, their budgets cut. Yeah. Um, and there's a big loneliness, I think. Well, yeah, I I love I love I love that befriending thing. I mean, I oh. we've we've interviewed people on the podcast who have worked Jason, with Jason. Yeah, did and, and you know what's in, you know what's really interesting? That story was somebody who started that as something to do to do some good, mm-hmm. and now he's got a genuine friend out of it yeah. across the generations. I think that shows the power of that. Well, that's a good yeah, it's a good point you've made actually because I've been visiting through a weekly and actually just now and just saying actually this four years now we've outgrown the scheme almost yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah you don't now. need the scheme anymore do you that's no, the thing so yeah weekly so we're just discussing that reshaping it actually but which yeah i still see her just kind of reduce it how old is she now it's 85 amazing and what's her story what's what's her well, she grew up in Grenada and she moved when she was uh, a late teenager, I believe, and then her husband passed away a number of years ago, and she works as a civil service. She's loads of foster children as well, so that's another angle on kindness, actually, yeah. foster children. We've never really explored fostering on the podcast, I don't think, have we? That's something you probably yeah. haven't really come across it. Yeah, yeah. Like, the only way I'd have initially come across foster children, very random segue, is the TV show Home and Away, Oh yeah, Home Away started as a fostering sh- a show about fostering, didn't it? Because the mate, you don't remember Home Away, do you? Look at look at the confused, bless you, the confused look on your face. Well, what soap operas do you know? I don't like soap operas. They're 
boring and oh, okay. tragic. It's an interesting outcome from watching how Noah is in there because it puts on the agenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know much about I, I don't know anything about it. You know what we should do? We should get somebody to come on and talk about fostering because it is a way to support children oh, who are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, weirdly, Cassie's talked about doing some fostering, but. I want to adopt. You'd adopt? Who would you adopt? Someone. <laughs> oh, picky. No, um, would you Would you start at. Would you adopt at sort of a really young age, or would you do Probably. Well? No. Yeah. But it really depends on what's going on. What's going on? With stuff. With life. Yeah. But not just mine, though. Like, with... Yeah, it is. Relationships and... No, not, not, not just mine, but, like, the person I'm planning to adopt. Yeah. It wouldn't just be about me it'd be about how the change would affect them yeah but then but then sometimes you just don't know until that yeah. experience happens do you because you just don't know how the dynamics going to be until yeah. you're until, until you help but i suppose fostering is a stepping stone into that isn't it for a lot of people people foster and then adopt yeah um and, and there is some like the speciality of the urgent need and then we yeah, yeah. So, so, and certainly there's there's a need there's a need for both. But yeah, all good. Shall we get on with the end of the show? Let's do it. Here's the end. Oh. Here's the end. Right. It is the end of the podcast. I'm gonna have to talk now with half a biscuit in my mouth. <laughs> it is the end of this particular podcast. Um, and today we've got um, at the start of this podcast we had. Uh, me, Charlotte, and Patrick, who's our guest host. Now, could we have to wait for some of the, some of the answers to the question of the podcast to come in? Patrick's not here to record the end. So what you've got today is um, a really good replacement. Two heads are more heads are better than one more head. You've got Sophie D. Say hello. Hello. And you've got our esteemed editor, Rush, Sir Russell. Of, Sir Russell of Sword Fighting Legends. <laughs> um, uh, do you know what? I reckon you'd be good right back in the day, but you'd be the guy that they used to drag out when somebody just wanted to poke with a sword. Um, uh, who's the, who's the son in the town? <laughs> <laughs> just put in the stocks. But then Russell would come out of the stocks um, and let, they'd go, oh, that was Shimmy Dayan. And he'd go, no, it's all right, no worries, as long as it makes him happy. I mean, that was your <laughs> response to being poked with the sword. Oh, as long as it makes him happy, I don't mind. Um, I, 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 I think we need to do a bit of work on your self esteem issues, Russ. Um, however, um, today we are doing the end of the podcast. Tis the end. And last, and last week's question of the podcast was Charlotte's one. And I owe you an apology, Charlotte, oh, because okay. I thought it wasn't going to be particularly popular. And loads of people commented. It's like a finally a victory. It's like um like and the. Um, and the question of the particular podcast 
while these two children do spuds, is um, what is your favourite cold food? So I'll give, you, I'll, give you, I'll give you some and we'll do a, a, a bit of a round robin on whether we'd actually like this as a cold food. Uh, Marco Hanneman said pizza. No. 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 Okay, yes for me. Lucy Patrick when... Pork pie. What do you think of that one? Oh, I don't even yes. know what pork pie is. <gasps> what? what the heck? You are joking. <laughs> what you, is pork you, pie? You don't know what a pork pie is? Pie with pork in the middle and they usually have a little bit of jelly. It's a like tiny little pie, which is yeah, like... A, I think I've had it before. Any good? Pork pie, I'm aware of its work. <laughs> pork, right, well, I'm doing something wrong. You don't know what a pork pie is. <laughs> I, I thought I was being quite a good dad, but now all of my aspirations are now cast aside because... I, I like to sneak them from the fridge with my mange toot. We do buy apple pies. I think... Have I you had mange toot? The green beans, so I have the green beans. Alright, okay. Roberta White um, said, Nanny Bob said, shellfish, Hellfish. lobster... Uh, and by the way, Charlotte, it's a great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Robbie White, friend of the show, said, John White said salad. Uh, Barry Hardin said cold sausages Ooh. with pickle. <laughs> there was two different stories of those two noises. One was, oh. yeah, go on then, I'll have some of that. Pickle in the mix, you're out. Sausage and pickle is just not my street. No. How about you, Rose? Sausage and pickle. Not for you. Uh, Sophie? Definitely no. I, I, I could go with a bit of sausage and pickle. Russell Dames, who's actually here so he can validate this, said, um, shellfish is a good shout, but I like most cold meats, which he's elaborated on. Yeah, I do. And um, he's told us today that he likes a sausage square in the face. Um, <laughs> Is that, is that right, Russ? Is that, yeah, that's is that what you Dad? said? You like to be slapped with a salami. Dad? And Dad? Yes. Um, can I read the next one? Yeah, you can, but do me a favour. When you get home, because Russ loves it, slap him with a sausage. <laughs> okay. um, they're from the freezer, they're from the butcher on the corner. Legs? No, no, don't waste a leg sausage. They're good sausages. You don't slap people with a leg sausage. You eat those ones. <laughs> so, so when you when so you when sad. you get back when you get back, so Russ, I know thank as a thank you for, for letting me stab you. Uh, as a as a thank you for recording the podcast with me, can I slap, slap you with a sword? Slap no, no, <laughs> slap with a sword. Can I read it? Yeah. Um, it's uh, I've, I've lost it. Um, so Mike Christie said. Mm-hmm. No. We were here. Right, I'll, I'll, I've lost a bit. Um, Serena Darfi said. I'm. I used to love. I used to love cold leftover pasta. Can I do the next one? Yeah, and Heidi Ball said. I'm gonna have to go with pizza as well. Cold pizza is awesome. Uh, Mike Christie said chocolate from the fridge with a glass of milk. Oh, that's now that sounds amazing. Amazing. Have you ever put? You're like a little sound effects machine, isn't you? Um, uh, 
I like like chocolate a couple of hours in the fridge. Get it out. I can't leave me chocolate in the fridge. Someone steals it. Sophie, have you been stealing Charlotte's chocolate? <laughs> what what chocolate did you steal with Charlotte's? I had a bag of chocolate coins in year eight before. Sophie, did you steal, steal Charlotte's bag of chocolate coins? No, because she had her own bag of chocolate coins. I thought I knew it wasn't her. Um, I, I, I'm worried about leaving sausages in the fridge in case <laughs> Russell has a slapping session. Um, <laughs> um, Louise, Louise McNamee said chocolate chip and praline ice cream. Oh, uh, nuts. It's like I chocolate and nuts. I might be praline. I might praline. You know what? Praline. I mispronounce so many words. What was the word that I got wrong the other day? Drown. No, no, we will have that conversation. Wait, but drowned and drown are two separate words they are. that you can both use. Dad. Yes. But instead of drowning, you say, you say drown. No, no. He's going to drown. He is drowning. He has drowned. There you go. Sorted. Easy, easy. Yeah, it's, it's called tense. Past, no, but present, Daddy. future. <laughs> In, in your football, remember, it says in the poem, help me, help me, I'm drowning. Yeah, but that's because he's drowning at Currently, the time. If you've, if you've already drowned, duh, you've already drowned. And if, if you're going to drown... You're going to drown. You're going to drown. Is that right? Yeah, drown, drowning, drowned. <laughs> well... Welcome to Grammar Corner on the Kindness Project. Um, Submit your words uh, for next week. (laughs) (laughs) Submit your uh, past, present and future tense words for next week. Mandy Matlock said lemon ice cream or or vanilla ice cream. Oh yeah, you know what, you know what, salted caramel. Oh yes! Mandy continues, or caramel ice cream. Or chocolate ice cream, or Oreo ice cream, or Mars bar ice cream. Okay, okay, all ice cream. So Mandy Luck just likes ice cream. Claire Cleary said cold baked beans. How are we feeling about cold baked oh, beans? Oh, no, they're going to stay Not one for the, Not one for you, Russ. Cold baked beans. Still sticking with the sausage. Um, uh, Jane, Jane Hodges said potatoes in a sandwich... With cheese and brown sauce. Oh. I just thought of something amazing. Go on then. Oh, I can't really judge. The slapper continues. <laughs> okay. I, used um, to, I can't really judge. I used to put salsa in my sandwich. And then Mike Fitzgerald's friend of the show, Mike and Mike. Mikey Boy, said, I actually like cold food mixed with warm food. Now, I actually get that, because you could have a I salad and a piece of warm fish, yeah. couldn't you? But if I have jacket potato... With cold ham and cold shortcake. Oh, I always put yeah, cold, tuna, works. cold tuna mayonnaise. Sue, Sue Conyu's raising the steaks and said lobster and langoustine. Oh, seafood, yes, please. Um, now, you know uh, what's not John cold White food? said cold porridge. Um, I used to have cold porridge quite a lot. Um, and then this is the one, and I'll, I'll let you have your input now. Chris Laney, friend of the show, has said Scottish eggs. Tell me you know what the Scotch egg is, so... I do. You do. And what did you want to say on this particular subject? I'm a bit hungry right now. Right. And I like salad with quiche. Right. Can you tell me a time in your seven years of existence... Forever. ...when you've 
been um, anything but hungry. Anything but hungry. Bored. <laughs> so when I'm hungry. When you're hungry, you're bored. Yeah. Or your two emotions are bored and hungry. At you some know, time. You know what I miss? I'm happy. That isn't cold. Good square sausage. Yeah. yeah, Scottish food. You know what I like? And it's one of those Marmite style foods. Oh, I love Haggis. Marmite. Haggis. I love Haggis. Yeah. Uh, but Marmite, definitely not on my list. We're in, go on, so. In Australia. Yeah, in Australia, yeah. They call Marmite Vegemite. They do. They do. That's a good fact. John Cook says. bar charts. I don't know what. No, and they. John John Cook said, "I'm struggling with how many people haven't gone down the ice cream route. His favourite is peanut butter ice cream. Now I never used to like peanut butter, but it's come back into my life. Can we have a chat about that omelette you had in um, in Amsterdam, Soph? Because you had a peanut butter and banana omelette in Amsterdam. What was it like? Tell tell us." Um, Jeremy Squibb, who's from Cornwall, said cold pasty. I love a good pasty. I love, I love a good Cornish pasty. pasty. Francis Barrett said cold Chinese takeaway from the night before. Oh, I you know what? I, I was having this. I was in the gym earlier on today, having this conversation. I think I prefer Thai food to Chinese food. Less greasy, still noodles and Japanese. Clearly, a good ramen bowl, amazing. Rice and soy sauce. Oh, Cold. Either way. <laughs> Delivered in a dustbin lid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and, and Alan Cass is of the Russell school, school of Film. Any cold meats, but with bubble and squeak. Now tell me you know what oh. bubble and squeak is, Sophie. You know what bubble and squeak is. I'm good. not a fan. Oh, I love bubble and squeak. So, like, um, like Russell, Alan likes being um, uh, uh, likes his cold meat. I don't know if that means a smack with a chipolata around the mush, but we'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to ask him next time I see him. And on that note, my friends, that's the end of another kindness we project. Are. I was going to tell you. In in Australia, they call sweet lollies. Do they really? And on that particular note, tis the end. Tis the end! See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.